Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie leading us in another fantastic topic. And I was so excited that I was able to join live. And the topic was setting and managing expectations in this new age of PPC, in this new age of automation and data privacy and things being deprecated, keywords totally changing where yeah loads of things are changing by the minute by the month by by the week by the year so yeah you always need to be on top of that so those conversations that we you have with your clients are you really giving them the you know the truth of what they should expect what they should not really build all their hopes on and how to make sure that they're ready for any new change and even more change that will come even after one has just been announced. So yeah, we talk all about that and, and how we approach with clients with it and, you know, the top things, especially which was my favorite. <laughs> all of it was my favorite. This was a fantastic chat, but especially talking about what we wish clients just knew about paid search. So yeah, I hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording here from my studio in London, UK. And I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industries and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, and retweet. And that's right, Twitter with my handle, the marketing Anu, or join us in our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC chat roundup podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So We've got Julie leading us in a great topic about setting and managing expectations in this new age of PPC, where everything is changing. We're always hearing about updates from whether it's Google or Microsoft or Twitter and Amazon about retargeting, how to use keywords. RSAs is going to be the only ad copy option at the end of this month. So yeah, brave new world, a whole lot whole lot of evolution of what we know paid search to be so those are very interesting times julie starts us off with saying yeah how are we doing we have yeah greg joins us he was kind of i feel he was multitasking i see a tweet here of, of him going on keywords i think they're zombies and they died and came back as something different he was quoting aaron levy that's it of tenuity who because he was watching the smx conference day one of smx conference that's free so if you want to get on there and check out great talks from amazing experts from a lot from the us some in the uk as well really great but yeah we also have some other amazing of our experts join us today julia vice joins us as well as lawrence chase sarah steeman my favorite james verboda sen j hep as well i've not seen that name around here that's a new name to me anyway but he's gone finally trying to join in today so yeah very lovely to have another new name and amit cabra joins us as well 
yeah but before we get into it the questions as well julia as always says this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers though and just podcast listeners always always welcome too so yeah sit back and enjoy and we have Julie taking us into our questions, starting us off with how important do you think expectation setting is for clients and stakeholders when it comes to PPC? Spoiler alert, everybody said very. So the variations of the quest of the answers will just be what do different people mean by very. And I love that at some point in the middle of that, I tweeted that it's great to when on a question like this, sometimes it's great to hear, you know, different opinions and things opinions that are very almost opposite to what you're thinking but with some some questions you know yeah you want a unanimous you really hope communication is being done well i don't think there should be any space for you know where the argument is oh no let's not communicate things with people i don't know maybe there are a few arguments for that but this is not one of these cases unanimously we agreed that good communication and setting expectations with clients is very important so to what varying degrees were they important julia vice goes very it's such a balancing act where some folks think search can do everything not everyone is searching for your terms and those who think you can just move forward with limited work or limited fees and limited results have the convo about goals and set a scope sarah steeman replied if you fail at expectations setting i'd argue that you are set up to fail so i would say it is the most important thing you can do Julie replies, I have always thought expectation setting was critical and said satisfaction is a product of expectations many times. It can be equally important to adjust expectations as things change, either macro platforms, economy or micro internal industry and yes several people agreed to that lawrence goes yeah there's a good reason why companies set goals but they revisit them at end of each quarter to make adjustments this change and we need to acknowledge that and i go yes and also no harm in reminding them of expectations set it's great for those oh my god why is this happening comments your response can easily be well remember when we said ppc is not perfect case in point so yeah those kind of things that's literally just a summary of what you can say tim then goes this is so true and also something i struggle with in my mind it sounds like i'm changing the goalposts after the facts but i think the facts that goals may change should also be part of that initial expectation settings too Fraser goes spot on updating targets is a good thing as it shows that you're not set into a rigid goal and that you're flexible to market changes and yeah my answer to question one was very very important it should be done when you're pitching even before you win the account and i feel those are the times people tend to not want to tell the whole truth because they're really trying to win that client you know by hook or by crook and i'm like if you if you lie and then you win the client then you're going to lose the client very quickly after i mean is that really what you want anyway and consistently when they ask for anything new so yeah i said you should you should set the expectations when pitching and consistently when they ask for anything new. So right now I'm helping a client with GA4 and the amount of caveats I'm giving, you know, that could fill a book. I literally just kept on going, you know, it's new. We're all learning. Things are not going to seem perfectly right. There are some things that are, you know, you'll be seeing, used to see in the universal analytics. You're not going to see in GA4 for a while. 
all of that kind of stuff. And they are grateful. At some point I was like, oh, what did you say? And they're like, oh no, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you very much. And I feel they were just being really grateful for us being just blatantly honest about what our limitations were going to be. Ashton Clark replies to question one saying expectation setting is absolutely crucial for a successful partnership with clients. After kicking off the number one question we get is, so when can we expect to launch or see results? And it's imperative to be aligned on timeline, KPIs, etc. right off the bat. I love Ashton Clark's perspectives that he's given like in fact several of the answers he's given so far are some of my favorite he's another name that only really started recently this year started participating in ppc chat and he's just given some fantastic opinions that i love lawrence chase replies to question one saying it is very important to set expectations especially in a world where marketing bros tell the world you can have a thousand percent roas with everything the reality is the matching need data and time creative needs to be tested we find opportunities and build and yeah, and Julia Vice replies to that saying, so many women on my uni pixeled, no conversion public sector programs. Coincidence? That sentence doesn't make sense to me, but yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> Sophie Logan replies saying, I think it's crucial for a successful partnership. No client wants to be promised the unachievable and no agency wants to be constantly covering up missed targets. Absolutely. And then we have Steve Hammer replying to question one saying it's becoming increasingly important between automation ramp up times, less precise matching and economic upheaval. PPC takes more patience and budget. You can't launch and expect to win day one. Tim Halloran replies to question one saying probably the most important part of the expectation setting in our jobs. To be honest, the adage about delivering more than promised versus the opposite is a very true in PPC. I joke about us digital marketers hedging all the time, but it's produced out of necessity plus experience. Greg replies, I a few things that are more important. Expectations needs to be set on multiple levels, though. What are the client's expectations of the vendor or performance, but also what are the vendor's expectations of the client? Harrison Jeff replies, uh, Harrison J. Hep even replies, I think it's an extremely important first step to set expectations with clients, especially when you are working with someone with a bad past experience or no past experience with online marketing. There are a lot of bad assumptions that can be remedied precisely. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying, do you actively set expectations for your clients and or stakeholders when it comes to PVC initiatives? If not, why not? If so, how and when do you do it? But before we get into those answers, Sean Ellie replies saying them very important. I misaligned expectations, I think is the biggest client or account management issue. I also think it has gotten harder to predict how campaigns will run with the new match types and smart or performance max harrison replies i always used to used it depends when talking to people but it has become so hard to predict things that i use it a lot more yeah use that it depends a lot more you need it menachin replies to question two saying yes at the same time if a prospect has unrealistic expectations and is expecting something we cannot deliver we'll typically stay away from onboarding them steve gibson replies saying yes listen Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, setting the expectations right from the bat. An answer that Julie gives in response to when Tim had said, this is so true and also something I struggle with. In my mind, it sounds like I'm changing the goalposts after the fact, but I think the fact that goals 
may change should also be part of that initial expectation setting too. Absolutely. Julie replies, I think if you frame it as continually wanting to make the best decisions you can with the information available and under the knowable conditions, you can avoid that feeling. And then we have Sarah Steeman replying to question one saying continued. I would also argue that you need to reset expectations and repeat expectations as well because people forget. Yes, they do. And Julie Vice goes, oh man, and not all teams talk to each other, no names. So you will have to get comfortable repeating. Harrison goes, that's a great point, especially when there is a real good month or a really bad month. Revisiting the expectations can help. And we have Julia Weiss replying to question two saying yes, but where possible, there are times when we try something untested in beta or outside the current program. So those expectations are very much a we'll see and a hefty let's set a date to review. And we have Lawrence Chase replying saying we tend to work on them together. I work with the heads of marketing usually to set the expectations for the year. Even if you do not directly create the PNL for the advertising, you should have a hand in it since they will be your goals to try and hit. We have Julie as well replying to question two saying, I always set expectations for clients and outline my expectations of them at the same time. After all, this is a two way street. I talk expectations from the first conversation and revisit or refer to them. Often people forget things. Context is so important. Yeah. Harrison replies here. Oh, outlining the expectations of clients is a great idea too. Well, Julie is full of them, I'm sure. Tim then replies, responds to question two saying yes, and I re rely heavily on software for this part. If you can use Pactura, who is run, uh, who is a is a company run by um, a, a lovely guy, Rand Fishkin. I highly recommend you check that tool out. There's a free version of it and SpyFu or Optimizer to give historical data. Again, if you can use Sparktura or SpyFu or Optimizer to give historical data that can create reassurance for you and your clients, i.e. this is what others are seeing, not always helpful for new product or services though. And I replied to that, yeah, oh, how do you use Sparktura? So that's Sparktura. I'm really excited by the possibility of Sparktura being actively used in a paid search setting. Tim Halloran goes, we love to use it for audience profiles that guide Miller Hyman frameworks for finding buyers, coaches, decision makers, saboteurs. Once those are defined, that helps guide keyword and placement choices. Hey Frights, so A-F-R-I-E-D-T, that's a handle, is amazing at this blog post time. Hint, hint. <laughs> so hopefully, I think her name is Amanda. Yeah, hopefully she'll come up with a blog post soon about that. I responded to question two saying, I definitely do when we have the meetings. So verbally and then follow up with an email, especially that written evidence. So no one can say they weren't aware. And yeah, Ashton replies to that saying written recaps and agendas are so helpful, especially if and when you need to pull the receipts for people. Absolutely. Tim replies, so true. I've started using tactic to automatically transcribe all my video meetings so I can highlight important things or promises that are said absolute game changer the past five days i've been using it amazing tactic so that's t-a-c-t-i 
Q for those who are thinking of that tool. Sarah Steamer as well replies saying yes internally and with the clients. So everyone is on the same page. Steve Hammer replies, I always try to as early as possible. I think there are times it hurts the sales, but I'd rather get alignment early than have a conflict later. And once things are running, it's easier to understand the cycle. And I try to communicate regularly what's going on. Ashton then responds to question two saying, I start setting expectations in the very first meeting and then continue to reiterate it in every meeting after. I might sound like a broken record sometimes, but it's way better than the alternative unrealistic expectations and a client feeling like you failed. He continues in terms of how I focus on timelines and deliverables they can expect in the first one to two months. Example, campaign structure, ad copy, as well as KPIs for any new initiatives. And yeah, we then have Sophie Logan as well replying to question two. So we try to set realistic expectations from the very start pitch and then always refer back to them in the monthly reports and meetings. We also like the outline, what we expect from them in terms of insights, performance, feedback, and communication. We have then Harrison replying to question uh, yeah, two saying, yes, I actively set them during the first meetings. And when we are setting up campaigns, then I'll discuss expectations during meetings or in reports and also set new ones. If we are adding in new tests or expanding campaigns, Sean Ellie replies on an initial call. I ask for their overall biz goals and PPC goals. After I take a look at the account and I'm honest, if I think their goals are reasonable and set more reasonable reasonable goals. If we decide to work together, then each month we revisit and adjust as necessary. And then we have Julie taking us on to question three going, do you have any kind of standard language you use either written or in conversation when setting client or stakeholder expectations, or do you do it specifically to each situation where it is needed is definitely where it is needed was my answer. And I can say that straight out because every client is different. Every situation is different, you know, because of different solutions, there'll be different caveats and different expectations to be set. So it'll always be different. And Drea Cruz goes, yeah, all people are different. Hence the approach has to be different per person. All important items must be discussed and with written approval to confirm alignment. Lawrence goes, yeah, a lot to think about. Is it a new brand B2B, B2C, e-com, public sector, medical, every situation is going to be different. Rush replies to question three saying, I use our internal ticket system where I write details about the new experiments and marketing mix. I segment it by details about the experiment, hypothesis, bias, what to expect for overall marketing. We discuss budgets and KPI monthly. And then we have Steve Hammer replying to question three saying, I love the idea of standardizing. I tend to couch it as don't expect immediate wins. The learnings we apply over time are the hard work that make it win and they take time. Absolutely. But then he continues, but that tends to vary in how exactly I say it. And when we've worked together, there's a need to remind people, which takes different languages. John, language is not as in like different, like whether it's English or French or Spanish, but just like, yeah, different way of saying it. I don't know why I felt like I needed to explain that, but yeah, bear with me. John Kagan replies to question three going hybrid. I try to do each unique to the client, but I also pull the insights by vertical when I can. Absolutely. That's a good 
quick way of doing that. Amit Kabra replies to question two saying, for us, it's an ongoing conversation. We meet with clients pretty frequently to align on new initiatives, but to also talk about results. Are they happy or disappointed? Why, etc. And then we have Lawrence replying to question three saying, if I was a big eight, if I was a big agency, I would probably have something written for me. Since it is just me, I just say there are no guarantees. We can test everything and then build on everything we see working. Um, Julie replies to question three saying, I would say in writing the languages is the same or very similar in conversations. It is too, just because I have been doing this for so long. I have my wrap down for these topics. The details are specific, but conceptually repeatable or the same. And then Julie continues going, yeah, I also always ask them what questions will they want to have the answers to at their fingertips so I can A, gain insight into their priorities and or hangups and B, plan my reporting or focus. Sarah replies to question three saying the perk of a big agency is many decks and meetings and calls to documents, but I like to restate in meetings when I can. Softly, I just say, well, the purpose of this campaign was, and here is what is happening. Tim Halloran replies saying, I'd also like to say it's standardized, but that's just not how it usually works. Details are always different. I have templatized some pieces, so I'm not doubting up. I'm not doubling up on the filler, filler info or, form or formatting well-written emails from scratch time takes a lot of energy and time. Shanelli replies question three saying nothing standard when written but tend to keep the language consistent with each client. Ashton Clark replies in a general approach is to ask what their goals or expectations are, communicate how we can make it work with the tools we all have and provide agendas or recaps to ensure everyone stays on the same page but the act actual recommendation will be specific to the situation. Julie replies to then takes us on to question four which is our second to last question of the chat she goes has your expectation setting language or process changed with the rise of automation and or the loss of data from things like ios 14.5 is so how has it changed i directly as well said yes to this it took me a while to think of how to really put the answer together but mainly where i feel in the beginning where we knew you know, the performance was straightforward, not much automation. The main thing was about setting expectations around processes, teams, time, you know, saying that if you're going to give us, you know, 10 things to do at last minute, it's going to be about, well, what do you want us to deprioritize when you're giving us so many tasks last minute? Now it's all about, Hey, these platforms are now volatile. There are so many things that are going to be unexpected. So that's where the conversations is all about certain setting expectations about the volatility of the platforms, less than about processes needing to be in place. Rush replies to question four saying not so much for overall marketing performance because we have our own internal reporting system, which is the true source of data or reports. We also have Julia Vice replying to question four saying not really, but I'm an outlier. The conversation is still very much centered on what is your goal? How do we measure against it? After iOS 14, it's now a bigger, how do we measure conversation? Whenever I see conversation or conversion, I always mix them up together. So I have to slow down as I'm talking to make sure I say the right 
thing because conversion and conversation can look so much alike when you're just reading quickly. <laughs> so if Logan replies to question three, said it depends on the client and their needs or wants. Some literally just want to know a KPI metric and others want a more contextual breakdown. And then some have experience in PPC and you get to talk to them more technically, which is always nice. And then we have Julia as well replying to question four saying, yes, expectation setting has changed immensely in the last 18 plus months. Pandemic aside, PPC is so different from how it was historically been. Search campaigns need learning time of, of up to six weeks. She puts question marks, three question marks there. Much of what people expect or think they know of PPC is outdated very true i almost feel i feel like for someone who now is very much more in marin than in google ads or the microsoft platform or sa360 i feel like what i know definitely what i know of those platforms will be definitely outdated so that's why i stay in close touch with the community online john kagan replies to question four as well saying when it comes to search little to nothing changed tim replies saying took me a sec to answer this because it's currently in flux the biggest thing i can say that's definitely changed is learning periods i'm constantly reminded or setting expectations that we'll need five to seven days before we see results and hard edits will reset learnings absolutely and then yeah we have sarah replying to question four saying for automation yes we try to explain how we think the technology works saying this is what google documentation says Julia Vice goes slippery slope. I have so often had clients send me Google articles saying they say it works this way. And then it's a lot of undoing damage or product that doesn't, that doesn't align with their actual goals. Seriously, so much misinformation out there. Sarah replies to that. Lawrence goes, yeah, even Google only talks about the companies who do really well. Nobody tells you about losing money in Vegas. Only the wins. Sometimes brands only listen to the big wins. Absolutely. So they just think everything is working well. Lawrence replies to question four saying systems are changing. So it has been a yes. We need to figure out what works. Google even says it needs longer learning periods. Now we have to let clients know it may not be as fast to get results at it as it was traditionally. Rush replies not so much for overall marketing performance because we have our own internal reporting system, which is a true source of data slash reports. And then we have Sophie replying to question four saying we've had to say we're not sure how it's going to work or we're still waiting to see how it turns out more often than we'd like to recently. If we don't have the answer, we'll always be upfront, which is the best way to go. And Julia Vice go all about those beats. This is untested versus this is a new product from a platform that platforms versus tried and true. Laying that out is so necessary these days. And so because this is as new to us as it is to you. <laughs> yeah, and puts a laughing emoji. And that's so true. It's so, so annoying. Everything is new to everybody. And then Julie takes us on to our exciting last question of the chat because we just got so many interesting answers and conversations from this. So Julie goes, what is your biggest frustration? What do you wish clients or stakeholders understood better when it comes to today's PPC? And I wrote an article about this last year, which I think it will stand the test of time. I love when you have one of those articles. Anyway, Julia Vice replies, starts off with saying search is demand capture. It cannot do everything you want it to do though it can do a heck of a lot. Today's PPC is multi-channel, takes time and needs 
attention. Yep, I gave five main points around that and all those points are in there. Let's let's wait till you, we get to that one. Sean Ellie replies saying, yes, very much so. I find it much harder to predict results these days. I used to be more comfortable with putting out range, ranges of results, but I have shielded away from that more recently. John Kagan replies, search is reactive media. Unlike all other digital media, different KPIs. And I swear to God, don't you dare ask me about using it to proactively brand and rant. <laughs> John gets it. Ashton Clark replies to question four though, in terms of expectation changes saying hundred percent. Now that we are leaning more into automation, we emphasize the learning phase and that performance may fluctuate. If anyone mentions Facebook, the first thing I note is limited tracking insight. Phrasing everything as a test has been super useful here too. Example below, we're testing automated bidding to see how it goes with the goal of more leads versus we're switching to automated to increase leads. Minor change in language, but it is performs, but if it performs worse, that's what we learned from the test instead of just, we failed to increase leads. That's very, an amazing way of putting things. I love that. And I'm going to retweet that for you all. And then we have Julie replying to question five herself, which got, got very popular in the chat, 20 likes. She goes, search advertising has crossed into being a mature platform. It is no longer the place where David regularly beats out Goliath. It sets up for Goliath. So David have to work a lot harder now and spend more automation has appended everything as you've known it. Absolutely. Steve Hammer replies. I think this is a big deal. It's set up for big budgets. It's really easy to blow budgets before you even learn anything. Harrison goes, oh, this is such a great point. It has become so hard for small businesses to compete against the big companies the way they used to. Lawrence replies, yes, automation has actually hurt the Davids of the world. JJM replies, sad but true. And how are we meant to glean anything from a Pmax campaign? Yeah, everybody is just sad about what this has done for small businesses, even though time and time again, it has been all about, oh yeah, you know, small businesses. We're here for small businesses. Are you though? Are you though? And we have Lawrence replying to question five saying, I guess I'm lucky here. Most of my brands understand what search has to offer and what we can get out of it. New brands though, tend to think they can jump in with small budgets and get big returns. Yeah, right. Julia Vice goes, I guess I should clarify and not just be belly ache. If you have a marketing calendar and ongoing generic terms, search can't run 10 different messages against one search. Even with multi ads extensions, you can't accurately report on all that. Lawrence goes, it's always okay to belly ache. Vent venting keeps us alive longer. <laughs> love it Lawrence and I think yeah Julia Vice if you're going to bellyache at any point it's going to be during PPC chat five o'clock on <laughs> on a Tuesday so yeah bellyache all you want Tim Halloran replies saying funny enough this has been on my mind caveat aside I've noticed the most difficult conversations about today's PPC happen with clients that used to do PPC it takes a lot more digging to convince them that we are doing what that what we are doing needs to be done. Steve Hammer replies, my wish is that they understood that it takes good marketing more than ever. It's not just here's that golf club you wanted done. It takes the full suite and customer insights to make it happen. Rush replies, PPC is not a flip off a switch. We need time to collect data and start generating results. 
And then we have Fraser replying to question five saying that external factors do matter. It can sometimes feel like an excuse mentioning rising energy prices or tightening of belts, but you can pretty much always link wider issues to performance dips. And in response to Tim Halloran's answer about, you know, caveats aside, I've noticed the most difficult conversations about today's PPC happen with clients that used to do PPC. It takes a lot more digging to convince them that what we're doing needs to be done. Steve replies, my entire worldview on account structure has changed. I hate the conversation with clients that are like, why don't you have X keywords? Because it's being captured by Y keyword now. And for the love of all that's holy, we don't need misspellings. Absolutely. Right. And Julie replies, I mean, competitors now matched to not only your brand but also generic keywords so yeah misspellings are definitely covered oh god that whole batching to competitor terms that's annoying pro tip says julia vice if you want to understand where voice search is at watch a few tiktoks with automated captions on most of it is right with some very funny mismatch mismatches between what the machine has versus what the person said Steve replies i tend to think i have a fairly neutral accent and kind of speak clearly yet what alexa transcribes for my announcements is downright bizarre tim halloran goes i really want to talk about a recent convo that had me politely grimacing heard about four tactics that we should be using that stopped working pre-2018 it took work but i kept my composure yes skags must go absolutely someone was recommending skags recently and i'm like you are one of the hacks of paid search that needs to be erased oh those get off they get off the internet at least if you're going to be saying rubbish stuff anyway still sophie logan replies to question five saying that there's no magic button that we're just not pressing search is becoming more and more complex and achieving results for the average business isn't easy we're always working to get them the best results but sometimes it's easier said than done but if someone does own that button then please let me know <laughs> thanks wouldn't we all love that button now ashton clark replies to this this question very brilliantly says it takes time yes ppc is faster paced than seo which has more of a long-term focus but it still takes time for you to collect data optimize with negatives or exclusions have algorithms learn how to serve your ads tweak copy or landing pages to be the best they can absolutely Fraser then replies, gives another answer to question five, saying also that PPC isn't always the answer. Issues with your PR, SEO, CRO won't always be fixed by pumping more money on the Google Direct client quote. And then I give my answer to question five in it in five parts, because I think what I really want clients or stakeholders to really understand better is are these five things. PPC doesn't work in a silo. It needs a marketing mix of different channels working in working well together in, with an integrated strategy to PPC doesn't create demand. Someone mentioned that earlier we are, it's not great for branding. I think that's what John Kagan was saying. And that is definitely, I, I agree with that as well. It's you need to be doing other branding, outdoor stuff. Yeah. Display stuff for which then PPC will then capture people who are already searching for your term. It's competitive. That's why CPCs might spike one day or the other. And then that could also be because of the market and, you know, what's going on in the market and what's going on outside. So yeah, make sure you're aware of those things. And it's also because you're showing on organic doesn't mean you don't need PPC. 
You need to test that, test and learn about that. Also, number five, there are points of diminishing return because, you know, you can spend money, more money into PPC doesn't mean you should, you know, look at that target, look at what your return is. At some point, you're just going to be throwing money into an empty well, I did a talk about this. I put a link about this as to my, my talk on it and I've shared it because yeah, I asked whether anyone would like to see the article. Julia Vice was so fantastic, fantastically supportive. And an hour later, I produced that article to which Sophie was very impressed <laughs> by my turnaround for that. Oh, my community is so sweet, always supporting me. And I definitely was very much in agreement with Ashton where he says that it takes time. Yes, PPC is faster, faster paced than SEO, but it still takes time for you to collect the data. And that was my point, my bonus point. I put the article together with my five points explaining why I think it was important and then added a bonus point, which is Ashton's point about it being a faster, um, it's fast paced but it still needs, takes time for you to collect, um, efficient and statistically significant data. Julia Weisdengo, I feel like this is my MN search summits moment. Do y'all want my Omni planning for search lift deck? And yeah, she shares that with us and Julia Weiss is Julie Bicini is going to share that in the recap post. Tony Zara replies to question five saying as disciples get as disciples get more complex as disciplines, he means the N was missing. So I was <laughs> reading disciples, but he means as disciplines get more complex, they split into professions. The skills or tactics for shopping or DPA are completely different from text display or video. Make allowances for those differences. And our last answer comes from Sam Tomlinson, who replies to question five, saying there's no magic button that will work for your business. Although Sophie Logan would love one. <laughs> there's a lot of magic in being brilliant at the basics, unbiased in your assessments and diligent in your implementation. It takes time. Absolutely. I think that's a great summary of what a lot of us have said. And, you know, I agree with that. And it's some, somewhere there in the mix, I quickly wrote in a tweet saying that it's just great to that, have that unanimous, you know, agreement of the basics of how things need to be learned. And it also makes me think that, you know, as long as we have this community, there's still going to be a place for paid search managers. There's some worry that I've noticed you hear about, about, oh my God, automation. Does that mean paid search managers are going to, not going to be needed anymore with keywords, uh, you know, being, being deprecated and that kind of stuff. And I don't think that's the case. I think there's still going to be space for people to think, use their brains to know how to shift strategy. Anyway, on that note, it was such an exciting topic. We only had time for five questions because there were so many great answers given. Hope you found that useful. Hope you've taken some great takeaways on, you know, the importance of setting expectations and not to be ashamed about that. It's not you saying that you're not good at your job. Don't be worried about maybe the client not reacting well to it. It those expectations are important to be said. And if you want more confidence, about how to talk more about that, join us on Thursday at 5 p.m. GMT, where we'll be have continuing this chat on Twitter spaces. And yeah, for any feedback about this podcast or maybe even some corrections on anything that I has I have said, please get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle the marketing anu or on LinkedIn. We have a PPC chat roundup. 
podcast group so yeah join us on there love would love to have you it'd also be great for all your long-standing members and brand new listeners to give the podcast a review it'll really help with the growth growth strategy and the growth of the podcast and give an indication to other people that ah they should listen to it so yeah if you just go to linktree.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup that'll be great so that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e.com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup one more thing because before i close up i have an event coming up in july july 28th for especially the uk residents in east london it's only eight pound for a ticket you know not as bad as those 800 pounds or 700 pounds event tickets and yeah exciting times impression media are going to be there Brighton SEO speakers, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be doing the third talk of this first event. I think it's important too, and I'm excited for it. But yeah, even if you can't make it, if you follow us at PPC Live UK, search for that on Twitter, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, everywhere. We are there. The support will be fantastic. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there is a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.